In this month's episode, Ali Warren is in conversation with Gemma McDonnell from the Paperbirds. In discussion is their latest international project, School of Hope, and why the aspirational title is so poignant and needed. Hello and welcome to this month's podcast from Half Hour Call from Open Drama UK. And this month we're very fortunate to have with us Gemma McDonald from the Paper Birds. So Gemma, tell us something about Paper Birds, who are they and what do they do? Uh, hi, so yes, we are the Devising Theatre Company. Um, we uh, we co-founded, I believe it's about 17 years ago, I should know that. <laughs> and yeah, I co-founded the company with uh, my friend, Kylie Perry, and we make theatre and tour theatre. Um, and we also have a, a really lovely, massive um, creative learning department. We run workshops, we run projects, we do CPD for teachers. And generally, we're just really into talking about um, big subjects about things that feel important in the here and now and making those kind of um, those subjects feel accessible and something that we can all talk about and get involved in. And your your topics are often female based because you're essentially a all girl company. Yeah, yeah. So we do employ some men. We are, are one of our long term collaborators. Shane Durrant is a our composer and and we've worked with him since uh, our inception. But um, as a, a core company, we're all women. So we have two producers um, our executive producer, Charlotte. We've got Katie, our producer. Um, we've got Justine, who is our head of marketing. And then me and Kylie and Georgie. So, yes, lots of women make up the paper birds. <laughs> And is that something that influences your decisions about what you, because you talked about the here and now, mm. um, is, is, is the fact that you're all women, have does that have an influence on the topics you choose or? Everything we do, you know, because uh, because we're women, the way that we run our company, the decisions that we make um, and the way that we want to function as a company is one thing, like being, being um, you know, women in the industry running a company, which I'd like to say it shouldn't be rare, but it's still fairly rare. Uh, which is disappointing in this day and age and um, and also yeah definitely in the way that we approach our topics um, so we're always kind of whether we're we're kind of co-creating the work together we're devising the work and so I guess it's always coming from that um, from uh, from our point of view in the way that we're telling those stories and putting those stories together and we tend to prioritize uh, women's stories and try and bring women's stories uh, onto our stages. Open drama UK what was the thing, the moment that started you off down the road of being a performer, a maker of theatre? Was it was it something you saw or was it one of those kind of light bulb moments in a drama lesson at school or youth theatre or something like that? What was what was the big moment? It's hard to put your finger on one moment, isn't it? I know that like my mum had seen something in me. Um, like I've, I have three sisters, but I was the only one who went to a drama a drama class. Mum had seen something in me and asked me if I'd like to do that. And none of my other sisters did, but I really did. And I went to a drama class at weekends. But then I think I became much more interested when I could start to do drama at school because all of that was a bit, um, it was a bit too kind of musical theatre for me. I think I was a bit more political and serious, even from a young age. <laughs> 
age. So when we started drama at school um, and I had a brilliant teacher, um, Martin Robinson, and I fell in love with theatre and my sister, my eldest sister, Melanie, who uh, is a drama teacher now, um, she used to take me to see brilliant pieces of work. So I was really lucky as well. So I was going to see like Complicite and Pina Bausch and Forced Dents and stuff from quite a young age. So I was quite lucky. I was lucky in life that I had someone to take me to see things like that. I don't think I would have known otherwise, you know. To <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think it was like um, uh, a gradual thing, you know, since I was like about 10 <laughs> of like of, of like me, my path kind of leading here. It sounds like you were a bit hothoused, you know, like kind of, that's where you were going to go. It seems like your your entire family knew that. Isn't that interesting? I feel lucky that my parents, who um, don't really, you know, <laughs> like theatre, you know, is quite alien in that family in the sense of like, um, my mum was a hairdresser, my dad was a plasterer, but they fully just like let me make my choice and, and let me like, it was very, um, it feels really, I feel really lucky that they just let me pursue drama and, and trusted it in me and my talent and my vision and my kind of passion for it to just say, go on then, do, do that GCSE, do that at A-level, go and do that as a degree. Um, I got the occasional comments of, are you sure you don't want to be a teacher? <laughs> and I was like, I, I'm not against that, but I also feel like I'm onto something and, and I trust it. So I'm going to keep going. So how has Paper Birds been coping with all this Covid pandemic Easter. Okay, so at first it was really, really scary. We were like touring. It was a really amazing new piece of work that we were so proud of called Ask Me Anything. It was like uh, based on like letters from over a hundred young people where they could ask us anything and we we answer their. Uh, their questions in the show a bit like agony aunts and uh, and we're really proud of it lots of live music really like fun interactive piece um and we were kind of about halfway through our first tour we were booking a second tour and we all just had to stop so at first it was a bit petrifying I won't lie but I do think for some reason Kylie and I have come to realize that we actually kind of um sometimes work quite well under pressure and I think we kind of hit a moment after we'd had just let it sit with us for a while that we'd have to really adapt our way of working and really think about how we were going to survive this and um and so we talked about going digital and we talked about like the projects that we had on the horizon and we we started to reorder things and so yeah. tell me about school of hope then okay so we do as a company we do these like um long or quite kind of um, in-depth like research and development we always have and often they would be kind of behind closed doors or like some people would know about it that we were kind of workshopping and just talking to communities about a subject because also people would some, sometimes see the through line of that of it becoming verbatim content within our show but we just we've just in the last few years really been embracing and trying to share with people a lot more our process and and this was the School of Hope really like uh, celebrates that. It really celebrates our process. So, so it's a project in its own right that um, it started, it's opened about, about two, three weeks ago now, and it runs, the School of Hope runs until the end of September. We basically are, it's, it's research and development for what will be our next 
theatre show but it's such a big vibrant multi-layered project in its own right as well because we're working with nine partners so um in the uk we're working with um the mercury the um theatre in colchester we're working with the national theatres um youth department uh we're working with sheffield theatres we're working with cast in doncaster and we're working with the theatre centre in london so they're they have all um, put, put commissioning money in and they're all going to do the School of Hope with a group of young people. Internationally, we're working with the Bangong Foundation in Indonesia, Vancouver International Children's Festival, Boom Arts in, um, in Oregon in America and um, Victoria Deluxe in Belgium and so they're all of our international partners and they're all doing the School of Hope with a group of young people as well. So when I say young people, I mean, uh, I think we're doing it 13, uh, age 13 to 25. And, um, and what we tried to create, so in response to the fact that the world was obviously really topsy-turvy while we were making the School of Hope as well, is we've created five lessons, um, uh, workshops really, more than lessons. So five um, workshops that are all around the theme of empathy and, the, all the groups that are taking part can do them digitally so they can come together in a digital space like a lot of us had to work like that for a while um, and some some people still have to due to covid um, but or they can come together into a in a physical space and they can run those workshops and uh, the idea of it is that the young people taking part hopefully they are a getting to be part of a really exciting arts project where they get to really like push themselves as young creatives trying different art forms not having to see themselves as one thing like i am an actor or i am a dancer they can be many things and they can express themselves in many ways but also pushing them to think about um empathy and um, and what that means in the world and about kind of um, using the lessons as a way to kind of begin by looking internally, looking at their seating in the world, um, where they live, what they care about, um, and then starting to look outwards, um, you know, at, at some of the really big issues that have been happening, uh, big, big, you know, they can, it can be that they're looking at big topics like Black Lives Matter or Me Too, but also COVID or, but also just like, how do we make room? How do we uh, care about or understand something that is uh, very different to our life and our existence and how do we make room to care about that thing and put ourselves in in those in the shoes of those other people and try to see the world and experience the world through their eyes um so yeah so it's a really big project trying to do do many things but it it feels um it feels really exciting for for us because um it's it's something we're working in a way that we haven't before which is with like you know really large groups globally to kind of pull all this stuff back and make a show out of it so we're working with some academics um who are helping us to uh, measure the impact of the project mm -hmm. um so uh, from the psychology departments of exeter university um angela ruskin and university um city belfast and the idea is is that we're measuring um the the general well-being of the young participants but also um their levels of empathy so so a possible outcome that we can all really hope for is that we would see the the well-being of these young people improving because they're taking part in in these arts activities but also you know um empathy uh, can be 
taught. Um, empathy is not something that we're just born with. It's something that we that we learn and that we nurture. So we're also hoping to see the empathy levels of the young people as they're going through these workshops and they're discussing and taking part in all these activities that their empathy levels are also um, are also growing. Um, also within the workshops, um, the, each of the um, young people, they're given lots of artistic um, briefs and tasks. Um, we've commissioned artists to make bespoke artworks for each of the lessons around empathy and uh, within the, um, the workshops the young people see those artworks and then they're given an artistic brief and then they go away and create their own works and we're really encouraging young people to push themselves like why do you not try to respond to that brief um, through movement or why don't you make an audio piece or um, you get an app on your phone and do a stop motion or why not create do a piece of creative writing or uh, spoken word so people are the, the young people are not feeling they, they're given like um, a space to like explore and like make mistakes and try things and that and I mean that in it twofold like one is artistically just to have a space to say where someone says what if you just sketch that right now give it a go don't worry don't worry about getting it wrong just in just try something new and the other is about that exploratory kind of like and growth um, socially like um, because the project is all about empathy it's asking like why do we feel that way or how do we think we know that about that community group and why do we connect to some people and not others and and so um, the whole project is kind of like um, celebrating a space where these young creatives can like really um, explore it and and um, and feel in a really safe space to do all of those things. So if I'm, I'm understanding this correctly the outcomes will be a paper bird show mm -hmm. somewhere down the line mm -hmm. an academic paper of some description yeah some data certainly yeah hopefully which will get out there into the academic community yeah and these young people being creative in their own way but not necessarily theatrically do you know what we kind of realized is that like um as as a theater company like we we label ourselves theater but often and we talk about this in in our workshops and the way that we create work is we use this different kind of um methods and approaches to the, the work that we create we'll often use live music and we'll use um movement and we'll use um verbatim we'll use narrative story we've had um, a beatbox artist in a show we've had a spoken word artist we've had an illustrator and uh, used projection and um you know so we we're always using multiple art forms and collaborating with different people and i think it's about kind of embracing that 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 is a reality to to say to young people like um, to perform, to write is definitely something that we want you to, to explore and try in this, but also you can be so, so many other things. Your work can have, you know, so many different appro approaches to your work and that will um, just enrich it as well. The more that we're meeting artists and, and collaborators, the more that we realise that people don't tend to label themselves as one thing nowadays. Open Drama UK. So how did the international connection come about? A lot of people uh, made more time to have meetings online with other people. You know, we kind of went through a period where, you know, you just met face to face and you could either make that meeting or you couldn't. Um, and I think during lockdown, like people um, changed their thinking and they were much more open to having conversations. So 
I pretty much just sent um, information about the project and the vision at, uh, of the project out to quite a few people, but specifically people who had an interest um, in in that younger uh, in that younger audience and in that uh, supporting and finding something to do with that with with the younger generation who have had a really difficult time through this um, COVID experience and saying are you excited about doing something for this group in particular and then picking that up over zoom to have that conversation and do like share the vision with them so it was literally just telling people we've got an idea what do you think of it so no trips to indonesia then do you know what i, I <laughs> maybe in the future maybe in the future like because like i said this will hopefully eventually become a theatre show and, and actually in its in its own right we've got so many ideas about what that theatre show can be and we would like to commission a group of young artists to make it as well so that um, again it's just stepping stones into our industry as opposed to being like come shadow me watch me direct a show like if we could create um, an opportunity to give a commission and a brief to a young director a young choreographer you know a young set designer and like they create the show supported by a range of uh, mentors um, and then when that show exists um, we would hope that there might be scope for taking that show to the partners who have been involved in this journey from the very beginning. So take the show to Indonesia, spend some time in that community, because actually we're building up quite a relationship with these organisations and the young people who have been involved in the School of Hope. It's a very aspirational title, the School of Hope. What do you mean by it? What does it mean to you? It was about like, um, doing something really positive from from actually feeling fairly down and negative about the world like I definitely feel like when I was thinking about the theme of this whole project and empathy I remember that what it was sparked from and it was from seeing um, the body of the three-year-old on the beach and just yeah. being so so moved so heartbroken by that image and feeling like how do we see these things that are happening in the world and just mo keep moving on about our day like how what do we do how do we like how do we process these feelings that we're having about at the time say trump or um black lives matter or uh, the death of um george floyd like what do we do with all of these feelings about things that are not necessarily in our in our in our community but they feel important to us or, or 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 you're worried that they're not important enough to some people and so it was about that it was actually from a from something of a bit of despair um i'm trying to turn it into something a bit positive and 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 i was doing a lot of like you know um, kind of academic reading and research and and i think i felt quite inspired by the fact that empathy could be taught i felt i felt quite encouraged by the fact that there was some data to say as well that the people in the UK were noticing that the levels of empathy were dropping and like where is that coming from and why are we becoming too resilient are we are we overexposed are we just seeing like quite shocking things all the time and so just feeling like maybe maybe in our own small way we can just start to have this conversation and it is quite a hopeful title I, I, and I, I really hope that like we've got this cohort of nine um, groups doing it um, and, and I hope that we go forward and do it with another nine and I hope that it just keeps going because I that's where you start to see change is 
that the young people who are taking part are going back and having conversations with their friends and family. So do the nine groups interact with each other or are they separate and their conduit is through you? So, so we, we've, we've tied in moments like into the planning that they become important to each other and they get to see each other's work. Um, the idea being that because, like I've said, that the journey of the lessons start with them, um, they st lesson um, workshop one, they look at the theme of empathy. Workshop two is called the mirror and they're looking at thinking about themselves and their seating in the world and then uh, workshop three is you me us them and that's when we start to look outwards and at that point they start to receive um they've been creating their own artistic work but they start to be able to see what other young people have made so that we start to connect them up with other groups they hear a playlist that a group has made they see the self-portraits that another group has made and 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 then we start to as well ask them to work um from having worked um solo on their artistic briefs we start to ask them to work in larger groups we also have um, a school of hope website and we've got uh, an instagram page and that's also where they connect because they get to see each other's work um, and they get to um, see the instagram takeovers and the young people involved um, so yeah so that there, there are opportunities for them to connect up which is nice how can other groups organizations schools get involved with the School of Hope? I guess to begin with, yeah, by, by um, connecting in those places, like going to see what, what's happening and starting to get a sense of the journey and the groups who are involved and what they're making and what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and then I guess, yeah, I mean, I, ideally in the long run, we would like to make the School of Hope available as like um, a series of workshops that, that, um, that you know that that schools or colleges or universities or theatres or art centres could decide that they want to do that whole program of work we're trying to get to that point where it would just be available for other groups to pick up and just begin so that's like one of our ambitions for the future and certainly we just wanted to begin with get this first cohort going and check check it's all working see see if it's having an impact see if it's good um so yeah so so it kind of watch this space and and i would hope in the future that it might be something that we can make available to groups i mean am i getting the right impression that whilst you have contact with these groups um it's not necessarily a member of the paper birds team that is leading these workshops yeah so what it is is that the um, that we have created all the content and then we, uh, the Paper Birds, are, are kind of um, paired up with the facilitator from that organisation. Mm -hmm. So they are always fully supported by one of us um, who kind of goes through the workshop plans with them, sends them additional material, checks in. Sometimes we'll meet them or come in person or online to, to say hello and to take questions or, you know, pops in and out. But no, the idea is, is that... Um, I guess like it's, it's it's that idea of a little bit like when we first started as a company we we kind of um we had to do everything ourselves that was like our approach and that's you know it did have to be that way so we we wrote the plays we performed in the plays we packed the van we made the set we did everything we ran the workshops we did everything and, and there was no one else and we're starting to you know you, we started to realize at some point like oh all those are brilliant old shows that we've got they could happen without us in it that the show is strong enough 
it doesn't need Gemma to be in it on the road like so we started to cast other performers and and taking those shows out um, and I think this isn't a really similar thing is that we didn't want to make a model that was just reliant on our own time of what we could do and so what we wanted to do was to create a model that was something that was slightly different so it, it's our vision it's our workshops it's our, us who's put the whole thing together we've made the artworks we've made the commissions but ultimately that somebody else would be able to pick it up and and we've created something that is solid enough that they could then run it themselves so uh, all of our partners have like brilliant artist facilitators who are running it they are they are the, the the kind of the front line they are with the young people create like going through each of the workshops and we are behind them helping them and supporting them and going through the workshops in advance and you know just doing what we can to make sure that they feel fully equipped and empowered to, to run it open drama uk for you as a company obviously this has taken up quite a lot of your your headspace in these interesting times what else are you up to well i mean kylie is is um currently booking a schools tour of broke so that had all got was meant to happen as well and it got cancelled so she's definitely getting back into schools with the show and that's looking really great loads of people are booking it and so that will be happening from october onwards in terms of like beyond then i think um we were we, we would want to make this a show um when we can mm, so yeah. so this won't be finished the, the last um group will finish it by the end of september and then we're going to make two short films that um that are kind of like a sharing of what's happened one is a documentary and one will be like um from uh, a filmmaker called Naomi Waring who is going to just um watch and sit in and uh, and consult with the young people who, who have taken part and then create something in response something artistic in response so that feels really exciting because we've got no idea what that film will be but that both of those films will be made and then I would be saying that in more realistically that next year we would then be saying can we make a theatre show now because I, 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 it, it kind of like breaks your heart seeing what's happening like theatres like gearing up and then having to like uh, backtrack and uh, you know and so it's kind of not it's kind of nice for us to be able to, to know that we can that we can function and, and keep um, working and feel really happy in what we're making but not have to be touring into theatres until you know next year sometime. So what are you looking forward to most about getting back to normal working practices I mean obviously School of Hope is very much part of your thinking and where you're going at the moment but what else might be the thing that you'd be really um missed is being in a room with people and you can't um create that atmosphere you can't create the same mm connection you can't um like we always feel really proud if we run a workshop or a show or teacher training or whatever it might be about what we what we can bring to the room and how we can connect with people and the feeling that we can create in a space and you can't do that in the same way so we're really excited just about being in spaces with people again yeah, in the future yeah. so I think for us that's the, the we've realized that we have a real strength there and whilst we can produce other things that feel really strong and and and, and brilliant and bring a lot of us you know to those things um I think I just want to get back into spaces I feel like I've seen yeah. Kylie twice you know like I'm really excited even just to get back and have a day with her just us 
blue sky in like what is the next step of the school of hope what is that show look like and beyond that as well can we return to any of our other projects or what do we want to make now is that perhaps something brand new i think rapport skills have really been lost i mean i've noticed it with my students yeah um you know i've i've got some a-level students who are delightful but they they are finding working together quite difficult because they've not been in a room together they get on well enough but that yeah. whole kind of ability to question and and riff and challenge and uh, they don't have that and that's that's not anybody's fault but it, it's just the situation we're out in. of practice yeah, out of yeah. Practice. Well, they, they, they've not they've not had to do it yeah and it would take us not a while to, to get back back to that feeling like the norm you know of like it we will need to warm into it a bit i suppose <laughs> yeah it's going to take some time but um school of hope sounds absolutely thrilling um do you know what the website address is so we can put that out and let people go and have a look yes so the website is www.theschoolofhope.co.uk and that has just gone live uh, a matter of days ago so um keep checking in on it and on the school of hope instagram page because um that's now three groups who have started and are starting to create artwork so we will be putting more and more content on there because uh, they're just starting to kind of bring it back to us um and so you'll see throughout the summer it really progressing brilliant um well thanks Gemma. that's something for us to look forward to and it's nice, positive thoughts moving forward. Uh, exactly. It was a pleasure to chat to you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks so much, Gemma. What a brilliant end to series one of Half Hour Call podcasts. We'll be back in September to begin series two of Half Hour Call, where we will be in conversation with Pearson regarding their set text changes to make their qualification more representative of the world we teach and live in.